This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. All right, my lovely, lovely superwomen. I, you know, I, um, I was just sitting here talking to my new friend, Annette, and uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with her because... You know, we don't talk about this often enough, and this is kind of, this is actually one of my banners of, uh, in, in my business and in my coaching. It's not something I just necessarily deal with, but it's one of my, my behind the scenes pushes is to, to, to talk more about these things like suicide, mental illness, PTSD, and things that people don't want to talk about. So I'm really excited to have uh, my next guest, Annette Weddenberger. Uh, talk with me because as I was just reading her story, you know, a lot of things came up for me. A lot of things about what she's gone through um, that really touches my life because you know she's she's an army combat veteran. Uh, she's a mom, a mom of teenage kids. Uh, she's also a military spouse, and so she has been dealing with PTSD, anxiety, depression. I know there's a lot of people out here that are dealing with this. And uh, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to try to dig into her story as I'm going to do the best that I, I can to, to dig into her story uh, and share. I'm excited for you to be here, Annette, um, because I want everyone to feel that kind of, you know, like somebody is listening and I'm trying to get rid of the stigma in this country around mental illness, you know, so so first of all, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Um, so first of all, what, uh, what part of the country do you live? I'm in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, you're in Virginia. Okay. Yes. Well, that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Um, I actually was in the, in the Army, and I, I was in North Carolina. So we went, went to North Carolina for basic, or South mm. Carolina, sorry, sorry, Columbia, South Carolina for basic. And I was in the reserves. Um, my family is somewhat of a military family. My father was in the military. My brother, my brother oh. followed me in. My uncles, um, and so it is. It is definitely something that touches me. And are you? Do you come from a military family as well? I, not necessarily. I didn't know until later on in my life that my um, my dad's on my dad's side. His dad was in the Peruvian Air Force. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So that's cool. But he, you know, he passed away when my dad was young. And then my uncle, um, he, he was in and he served with third brigade first ID, which I also served in. So, but like I said, I didn't find out till later. Right. So when I joined the army, I was like the only one and everybody. Well, was well it was kind of like that. I mean, funny enough, I, it's kind of like that in my family too. It wasn't like we were like everyone was joining the army and that was just the thing of the family. It wasn't like that. I think it was a subject, it was a, 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 it just came from being from a poor family. Like, you know, if you come from like a working class family, it just seems like an option, mm -hmm. right? And right. so that's why I think it, it came my way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, so I ended up going because I didn't want to pay for college. You know how we, back then it was a big push in the eighties, you know, right. to get everybody to join, be all you can be. Mm -hmm. So that's what I joined. Um, but you stayed in for how long? Uh, over 17 years. Wow. You only had a couple more years. What got, what got you out like three years prior to retirement? Oh my gosh. So I did not make the list to Lieutenant Colonel. 
Oh goodness. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. But it's okay now. I, yeah. I was, I was crushed. So uh, I had options, early retirement or continue to serve in the guard or reserves. And at that point I was like, Nope, I'm out. I'm just going to retire. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Well, you know what? You served your, you know, so thank you so much for your service, girl. 17 <laughs> years. That's a big sacrifice to to give of your life. And what was your MOS? I was a chemical officer, 74 Alpha. Holy crap. Really? <laughs> yep. Dang. Okay, first of all, so let me just get the, the army jargon just in case you guys don't know what we are talking about. <laughs> MOS is basically her job. You know, and every uh, in, in the army, they're called MOS, and that's their number, and that is that just links to the department, uh, and um, and the the job, actual job. So she's chemical was dealing with um, bombs and stuff, right? The chemical warfare, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. CS chamber, the gas chamber that everybody hates to do. Hates, so right? The oh, gas oh, chamber that sucked. I love. It. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I god. They sure did. Everybody hated it. And I'm just like, woo! Oh, oh my god. I remember coming out like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I know, I'm special. I don't know. <laughs> what it was. That's awesome. And you did that for all the time, the whole time. I did not do it the whole time. If there was um a certain you know, different units, it was they had their person that would focus on that training, but if I could get a chance, I would go out there and assist. So yeah. I, I like to try to go out there with the soldiers so they could see, you know, they're not the only ones I have to go through it, that we go through it too, so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the reason why we, just so you guys know, we, we had this training in, our, in, the, in basic training where you had to go through the, the what was that thing called? The, uh, the CS chamber? CS chamber. And basically you're, you know, they have a, they administer the chemical that you would, you may have the gas that they would have like a tear gas, right? Basically like a right. tear gas. And you would go in and you first, you would have your, your, your gas mask on all donned. Well, you know, first of all, when I got in, my gas mask wasn't 100% sealed. And I was <laughs> telling my officer like, I'm dying already. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you'll be okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And they say, okay, now take your mask off. I'm like, I'm already choking. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I had that happen too. <laughs> the memories. Oh, oh my goodness. The memories. Well, you know, like I said, we have some stuff in common. This is crazy. But okay, so you were in for 17 years and you came out. When do you think you started noticing, you know, some mental illness showing up? So right at the uh, last few months, as I was transitioning out, when I was doing the retirement piece, that's when um, everything started to hit me. It was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? All this stuff happened to me. So I was trying to focus. I was trying to deal with so much that had happened years ago, 15 years ago, but I put it aside because, you know, we're taught to be tough, move yeah. on, do, do what you got to do. And so that's what I did. So my last few months, I was like, I was lost. I lost my identity. I, I sank into this depression. Like, how am I not as good as the other person? How did I not make the list? Just, you know, everything. Yeah. And I had to be reminded that um, 
I can't let a piece of paper identify who I was or who I am. I was a good leader still, but you know, it just, you don't think about that at the moment. No, it's, don't. It's, I had the hugest pity party. I didn't even care. Don't talk to me. I hate everybody. I hate the army. <laughs> yeah. I was not, <laughs> I was that, not in a good place. Right. It's hard. And you know, the, the army does, a, they try to do a good job on helping you transition out, but they're forgetting about the mental health piece. Yeah. You could go and do a resume. You could go and figure out all these things, but it's that one piece that wasn't really focused on. I have so many like conspiracy theories around the mental illness piece, but what do you think is happening? Because there's so many people that are coming out of the military. And I understand this might be a touchy subject, but there's so many people that are coming out with these same issues. They didn't go in that way, but they're coming out that way. And that's like alarming amounts, because I know a lot of my friends that have gone into the military came out with mental illness. And I can honestly say, and this is something I don't often share, I remember early on, like when I came out of basic training, I started experiencing some funniness, mm -hmm. right? That mental funniness. And I say it like that because it didn't last for a long time, but it lasted long enough for me to remember it, to know that that was very strange, right? And, and it was close enough to coming out of training. And, uh, and so I don't sure where that came from. Like I said, I have some, I have thoughts and ideas around what, what it may be, but what do you think? I mean, everything, you don't have to be in combat to gain right. that depression and that, that anxiety. It, it's, it's everything combined, the training that you go through, the people that you're around. There's just so many things involved that we don't think about. And if we do, we're afraid to say anything because well, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm just the only one who thinks this way. So I'm just not going to say anything. Or if I say something, I might lose my clearance. Or if I say something, they might stick me over there because I'm weak. There's just so many different factors of, uh, of why we won't really talk about the funniness or anything because we're scared. And, yeah. and, and, but you, you, you don't have to be in combat to get it. You don't. There's so many things. Being so in the true. army is, is a, Joining the military as a whole is a um, mental trip on its own. It is. It is. That's not everybody does it. And I know why. <laughs> so, yeah, I do too. So, yeah, I mean, there's just so many factors involved. Yeah, because I wasn't in, in combat. Mm -hmm. my, my brother wasn't in combat. And uh, but yet and still something I think it was must have been dormant and him and i think for a lot of people it probably is dormant but whatever the trigger is mm -hmm. the stress that they feel under those circumstances even though he didn't go to he didn't go to war so you usually attribute attribute ptsd with war you're thinking mm -hmm. if somebody's having you know the the gunfire is going off in their, in their brain and they're doing all this but that is not necessarily tr the truth right what could the but what are the symptoms for someone who thinks they might be experiencing PTSD. And I want someone to also realize as you listen that PTSD may not be related to the military. It could be any post-traumatic stress that you have been dealing with, a, a messy marriage or divorce, uh, 
a really funny, like I say funny, but really uh, difficult childhood. Right. You know, all these things could be triggering PTSD, but what do you, what was your signs of it? Oh, just, uh, I started to seclude myself. Um, I, when somebody noticed something was wrong with me and they asked me what was wrong, I, it was like, I just lashed out. Nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to talk about it. Uh, anything triggered me. My kids acted up. I lost my temper. All those little things was like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. There's something going on. It's much more than my kid mouthing off. I lost my mind. And it, it was like all these things were building up, but those little signs, I, I just knew, you know, I just, I locked myself in my room and I would cry for what? I don't even, it was like, I didn't even know what was going on. So, um, it took me a while to see all those little things that built up for me to realize, mm, yeah, <laughs> I should not be acting this way. And I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to talk to anybody and just do my own thing. And that's, yeah, that wasn't right. Yeah. You couldn't explain all these little things, mm -mm. triggers that things are happening that normally wouldn't, but they, for some reason they were really getting you. Right. Okay. So right. that's a, that's a good, that's a really good uh, thing to say for other people who are not really sure what's happening and what to notice if it's happening. So then yeah. once you did get, okay, this is not right. This is not what's what I'm supposed to be feeling. Then what was your next step? So I, uh, I guess I had, you know, Facebook, sometimes you put stuff on there that's so like, you don't, people read into it too much. Are you okay? Your post made it seem like, yeah. So I, I did one of those numbers and uh, one of my friends reached out. We started talking, it was one of my former soldiers. We started talking about my feelings and then her feelings. And I was like, oh, I'm not the only one that's yeah. really bothered by this. Yeah. And so after I started opening up, I started writing. Uh, I was writing for myself, really, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a website. I'm just going to start putting it out there because I'm not the only one, and then that's when it just blew up. I was like, if you didn't know what was going on with me, now you do, and I'm not even going to be ashamed to say it anymore because nobody knew that I was suffering yeah. this bad because I hid it for so long, and... Yeah, I mean, my family, my friends were like, "Oh my god, I'm like, you know what?" But I'm good. I'm good. And so, so the writing, the writing helped. Yes. The, the getting, doing a new project and putting it out there, getting it off your chest, not held, hiding it helped. Yes, I, I had to accept it, and I had to learn to say, "I'm living with it. I'm not suffering from it," and that was hard because. Yeah. I, uh, I used to think that we were suffering when you don't have to suffer from it. You can, you have it. It doesn't define you. You can live with it, but you can live a normal life as well. As long as we can just say, okay, this is, uh, this is what I deal with. Yeah. But some days are better than others. Uh, you know, I'll tell anybody who asks because I'm not embarrassed. I'm not yeah. ashamed anymore. And I, I need to teach my kids that, you know, I yeah. want them to know that it's okay to not be okay that uh i heard one of my mentors say this your mess is your message yes so, girl yes, look look right. say it say it girl say it. <laughs> your mess your mess is your message 
Say it again. Say it again. Loud and proud. <laughs> my mess is my message. Yes. Seriously. So, yeah, and you know, and, and, and it took years to go, oh my God, that is so right. I just had to learn how to just try to help other people now. Yes. I'm not, I'm not crazy. We're not crazy. <laughs> oh my God. This is like what I've been trying to, this is what I've been saying that so many people like, it's like not, even though going through it is not easy, obviously. Right. You know, it's not, you, you think, oh, this is not a, a blessing because I'm going through this crap and it's, I feel like terrible, mm-hmm. but really once you get on the other side and you understand the transformation, the, you know, once you've gone through it and you've transformed and you get it, then your opportunity is hidden in that mess. Yep. You just have to figure out how to systemize it, turn back around and, and create something and help people. Absolutely. That's amazing. I love that. That's what, that's where your a wild ride called life.com came from, <laughs> which it is did. the truth. It is so true. I don't know where that came. It just popped in my head. I'm like, that's it. That's so it. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, no, it, it, you're right. It is not easy to go through this, but I just had to learn how to, I had to do something about it. And I was like, okay. And I think the, and not everybody needs to go through this, but the one, one of the biggest things that really snapped me out of it was my daughter and I were in a car accident last August and it was bad. Um, I've had six surgeries. I'm still recovering. I, no one knows how we survived that crash. Mm -hmm. And after five weeks in the hospital and I came home and I was sulking and I was like, you know what? Shit. I just, I'm alive. I'm still alive. And all the nurses kept telling me, God must've had something for you to do. And I was like, you know what? You are so right. And so I snapped out of it. I was like, okay, this is my other chance to get out of this rut and just get it out there. Yes. And, and, and just own it. Yep. I live with PTSD, anxiety, depression, but I made it. I'm still yes, here. I'm you still know. here. And you can be I, here too. Yes, absolutely. You can. Cause I've, you know, I, I was in that dark place, suicide attempt, pills, all that stuff. And he kept, he kept bringing me back. And so I'm like, okay. I, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. And I'm st- I got the message. I got so. the message. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. I love your story so much. And so are, are you currently uh, talking to, you know, have a psychiatrist or a counselor or a coach? Do you currently work with someone who helps you through some of the things? Is that, that's the first question, I guess. Yes. I, yes. I'm speaking to, yes, I have a therapist. Um, and, you know, because we all need someone to talk to sometimes yes. and I'm okay with that. And I think just the therapist and talking to other people, uh, uh it's how it's my self healing journey and it's, yes. it's, it's, it is ridiculous. It's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just, I haven't smiled this much in years. So. Yeah. And, I, and I'm smiling for you. Cause I, <laughs> I think it's amazing. And I want to just say, you know, having a therapist is a beautiful thing. Beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. like you said, everybody needs someone to talk to. And if you get someone to be able to help, sometimes it's not even they're doing so much. It's like you have to say it out loud so you can hear yourself and it comes back. You got, oh, I got it. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. that just helps. But uh, yeah, having a therapist, there's no stigma in any of it, you know, and uh, it's very, very 
beautiful. The other thing is, are you currently taking medication? I am. I take Prozac. Okay, great. It and it helps, it right? Does. Because it it's, a chemical, it's a chemical, it's a, it helps the chemical. It's just like anything else. Like I, I have thyroid issues, like seriously, you know, I take stuff for my thyroid. Mm-hmm. She takes stuff for her, you know, for other, what, what issues she has to deal with. So mm-hmm. everybody has something mm-hmm. and it's all pretty much the same. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a person. That's right. And it does not. You're That's very saying. true. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And you're creating such a thing and you're creating such a beautiful uh, way for other people to get out of that rut and get out of that um, and get over the hurdles that they would be getting through because you've been getting over that because you've got over the really big hurdle of just sharing your story with your friends and family and getting over. And I think obviously that the 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 accident may have helped that, you know, for you right. to kind of get what I call that get over yourself part. Right, right. You're right, <laughs> you know, you're right. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like get over yourself part because it took me a while to get over myself too. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it happens. Sometimes we need that kick in the ass like, okay, you know what? You're right. done. Stop. You're done. Just stop, stop messing it. around, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. So what obstacles do you, are you facing now, do you think? Um, it, it, the stigma is still out there. You know, I, I try to put it out there, but not everybody is ready to talk about it yet. Everybody's ready. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to keep talking about it and I'll get, uh, I'll get some responses. I'll get people that reach out to me and that's, you know, that's all that matters is if I can help one person. So it's okay. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep being there. I'm going to keep pushing it or not. No, I want to say push it. I want to say fight for it. I want yeah. to keep fighting to end it and especially, you know, stop the, the, the suicides because, you know, it's all because of the freaking stigma and, and yep. it just, so I'm going to keep going. It, it, someone's going to hear it. Someone's going to read it. And, you know, one day, hopefully we can all be like, you know what, it's okay. And don't be afraid. Do you have coaching programs that you currently help people through uh, with your... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have, um, you could go to my website and click the link and I, you know, they reach me through there or they reach me through Instagram and, you know, some people just want a private message. They don't want to talk. They just want a message and it's totally okay. Uh, and I talk to people all different ways. So that's awesome. Well, I'm looking here, your website looks beautiful Oh, thank you. and you have a, a you know, you right here on the website, you have, uh, you can schedule a free consult you know, it's sometimes it's, it's really, I think, really great to have someone who has actually, actually been through it and she's, she knows what you'll be feeling. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, you know what, she is, I know she understands me. Don't hesitate to go to a wild ride called life.com. Do not hesitate in sending her a message. And, you know, you know, you're, it's nothing that's going to come of not saying it. If you, at least if you're saying something to her and maybe the words that she'll give back to you will just be perfect enough for you to get through another day. I think that's the main thing just for us to get through another day, be heard. I think a lot of us want to be heard, understood. And uh, so I, I love this. I love that you use writing too, to, to ease some of the pain because that's how I coped a lot of times through my life with writing 
And, um, and so now what, what is your next step, do you think? What are you looking to do, accomplish next? So right now I'm working with a, um, I, I'm, let me, let me start back. I, I'm working on a book. I'm going to get that out there. Um, but I also love to work with other like-minded and like-hearted people that are on the same mission. So I'm working with another nonprofit uh, called the Be Daring Foundation. She's out of Arizona and she's actually helping to educate college campuses, law enforcement, uh, first responders on mental health so that we can bridge that gap and help them be able to talk about it. Because if you see all, all the, you know, law enforcement and the suicide rates is just, it's terrible. And so we just need to all come together and help each other out. And so that's, that's what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm helping out with that. And I, and I just, you know, I love it. I, I just, I want to do my best to help other people. Well, we appreciate you. You're doing such a great job of, of putting yourself out there. You know, it's not easy to put yourself out there, but I'm, I'm grateful that you've been called. And really, I think uh, someone was mentioning this the other day, that coaches are messengers. You know, we're like, you know, we're messengers from God. There's a, he's just helping to get messages out through us. And, and the way he did it was, first of all, let us experience it. You know, put it right on us. People said, that's, oh, why would God make me suffer so? That ain't suffering. That is really giving you the experience that you can help other people. So I appreciate you for not being scared and going forward with what you're doing. And I look forward to staying connected with you and, and possibly collaborating on some, some, some ideas that I have in mind as well. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, so thank you so much, Annette. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.